Hey, thanks for joining me this morning. We're going to talk about Psalm 19 today. So welcome to another weekly devotional. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm Justin Allison, the discipleship pastor here at Greenwood Baptist Church. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 19 for about the next 10 minutes. And uh, this psalm is one of my favorites. And in fact, uh, C.S. Lewis is quoted as saying that he thinks this is one of the most beautiful psalms in uh, the entire Bible. And so uh, <laughs> take, take that for whatever you want. But um, a lot of people really like this psalm. And um, you'll see that it, it really divides well into three main sections. And this one is a psalm of David. It says for the choir director. So it sure seems like this is meant to be sung. Um, I don't really know the tune though, so I'm not going to sing that for you today. And so this first part is really all about how amazing creation is and how creation testifies to the glory of God. And so that's really the first thing that we can see is that creation itself testifies to how wonderful God is. Um, this calls to mind some verses in Romans. It talks about how, uh, everyone, uh, in the world is without excuse because the, the world, the, the, everything in it, the order of creation, um, proclaims a creator. And even though uh, these things actually are not speaking, uh, metaphorically, they are, um, you know, bursting forth uh, the radiance uh, like a bridegroom after his wedding and um, rejoicing like a great athlete re eager to run the race. And so uh, there's some wonderful imagery here of how the handiwork that God has made actually bears the marks and uh, points toward a creator. And so uh, with that in mind, uh, that helps us to understand a theological category that we like to call general revelation. And so that just means that um, people everywhere if they just look around them at the world and the way it works and um, the, the wonder of this world that we live in, they ought to be able to know that there is a God in some way, form, or fashion. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to know everything about God, uh, but it does mean that they should know that there is some sort of a God there uh, by the marks of this world that we live in. And that's what we mean by general revelation. And so the second part of this psalm really gets into more of what uh, theologians would call special revelation. That's the revelation about who God is, uh, about Jesus, and uh, the saving work that we see in him. Now, this is Old Testament, so it doesn't particularly include the claims of Jesus, but it does tell us some things about God's word. And so that's what this next part is about, God's word. Starting in verse 7 of Psalm 19, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, Reviving the soul, the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple. Making wise the simple. Um, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. And so in this uh, part of the psalm, the, the writer uh, David has created different lines that all tell about 
various parts of uh, the, the Lord's word, uh, calling it instruction, decrees, commandments, uh, commands and laws. And, and so um, by using those uh, synonyms for the word of the Lord, um, we see different things uh, about it. And um, these sorts of descriptions about um, the word of the Lord parallel um, what we see in um, creation at large. And so both of them uh, bear witness to the glory of God. The specific word of the Lord does it in a unique and more clear fashion, um, and it can make wise even those who are simple. And, uh, and so that's something that creation doesn't do, but that the word of the Lord will do. And so that's why we, we want to talk about meditating on it day and night. And so that's the second part of this psalm. And now I want to skip down to the end of this psalm. Uh, verse 14 of chapter 19 says this, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so now we're reflecting on what the psalmist, David, um, is, is really kind of praying or hoping towards the Lord. He's hoping, he's, he's praying that everything that proceeds from his mouth will be pleasing to the Lord, just like the word of the Lord is. And that all of the meditations uh, of, of the heart, which for ancient Near Eastern cultures was the seat of the emotions, um, the meditations of the heart would be pleasing to the Lord, just like his creation is. And so now we have seen the psalmist move from a broad focus on creation to a narrow focus on the word of the Lord, and then bring it inward into how that affects uh, the person. And so for you and I, uh, this is where the rubber meets the road right here, is that we want to live in a way uh, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart are pleasing to the Lord. And so that means anything that we're thinking about, uh, whatever we're um, allowing to influence our emotions, may those things uh, give glory to the Lord. But then also anything that comes out of our mouth, uh, anything that results as an action based on those things that we're thinking and feeling in our, in our mind and our heart, any of those actions or words ought to please the Lord as well. And so in that, uh, we, we want to be um, pleasing to God with all of our being, uh, just like everything that we experience in the world uh, brings glory to the Lord. Um, everything that we see and do as a person uh, can bring glory to the Lord. And so for us, that means we need to be careful about what we let into our minds. Uh, it means that uh, we need to uh, be careful about uh, what we think about. And so for a guy who deals with anxiety like me, um, that means that we don't just loop in these infinite worry cycles. Instead, uh, what we need to do is recognize when we're doing that, stop, think about how do we make the meditation of my heart pleasing to the Lord? Well, that's trusting the Lord uh, to be God over our circumstances. 
And so in that, then breaking that cycle and focusing, meditating on the word of the Lord that tells me how God will provide and take care of me and break that uh, negative meditation um, that can lead to sin, but instead turn that towards things of the Lord so that the meditation of my heart would be pleasing and then my actions can become pleasing to the Lord as well. And so by doing that, uh, we can learn to depend more on, oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer, uh, because that's what that's talking about. My rock is the one that we, we can depend on, the one that doesn't change, the one that never fails. And, um, and so that's where our meditations ought to be. And that's what our speech uh, ought to be um, proclaiming and, and pleasing to. Now, obviously, you know, um, we're going to have things happen. Uh, the alternator in my car went out last night, right? So I had to spend some time working on that. Um, so that's just something that comes up. And, you know, it's not like I can, I can uh, somehow, you know, share the gospel with uh, this alternator while I'm putting... No, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is in the way that I treated my family, the way that I treated uh, those that I came into contact with, uh, at the store and different things and, uh, as I'm working through this, that those words that I'm speaking were pleasing to the Lord and that while I was dealing with that, I thought, okay, God's going to provide for this. In fact, God has provided some cash in the bank to take care of this. And so in doing that, we can actually, um, even in our, our daily like little things that are frustrating, uh, we can please the Lord with the meditations of our heart and the words of our mouth. And so that's what I want to challenge you to do this week. Um, I know it can be difficult. It sure was when I was having to deal with this alternator issue in my car the other night. Um, but I know that we can do that because the Lord uh, shows us a pattern of that in, in his word. And he, is, he tells us he has come to give us life um, that's abundant life. And so God wants to rescue you from where you are and bring you to a point where um, you're free from all your struggles and that the meditations of your heart and the words of your mouth are pleasing to him. So I hope that you can experience that this week um, by dwelling on God's word. Um, I know it's been a little long today, but I hope that's okay with you. If you don't mind, I'd love for you to share this with someone um, who you think would benefit from it. And then um, obviously we'd love to, to meet you here at church. Uh, I'm usually at the information desk on Sunday mornings. Uh, 8.30, 9.45, and 11 are our service times, and I'd love to see you there. Um, you can email me if you're not going to be able to make it to church in person. Just email me, jallison at greenwoodbc.com. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.